Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you and suggest that I predicted on yesterday's show that the Penguins would go into Denver and smoke the defending Stanley Cup champs. But there was one component that I correctly forecast. and kind of, honestly, a little bit proud of that today. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins 5, Avalanche 2. Yeah, for real. Maybe the most complete showing they've had. I can't even say the December 22 win over the Rangers because they weren't all that hot in the first period. I probably have to go back to the Winnipeg game, meaning in Winnipeg, where the Penguins just throttled the Jets from the very beginning to the very end. And they knew it was going to be a tight game and they kept battling and everything. But I'm going to put this one over it. And I'm going to feel very comfortable in doing that. Because even though the Jets were really hot at that time, The Jets weren't the defending champs. The Avs are starting to get healthier. They're starting to get some of their explosion back. And they've got, you know, better players than Winnipeg does. And the Penguins stayed on top of the puck, defended first and foremost, took some unnecessary risks, especially Chad Ruweedle. Not really sure what's gotten into him. But for the most part, they did what I was describing at the beginning of that show yesterday, which was to play Taylor Fadoon hockey. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous, just like it sounded ridiculous yesterday. But they defended. That's what they did. They kept the abs from having all the free ice that they had, for example, in their recent game in Pittsburgh. They kept Nathan McKinnon, oh boy, as much in check as you can keep that guy in check. And they got their own pressure going. And they made one work toward the other, but they did it from the back out. And I'm sorry, but I have a really hard time remembering the last time that happened over three full periods. That's the part that really jumps out at you, is that they did what they did over three full periods. This was Jake Gensel afterward. Well, it's definitely a big one for us, for sure. I mean, defending champs coming to their building, and you know how good they are. So top to bottom, that was just, we defended hard, and that's what we have to do at this time of the year. He always has that tone, you know, whether they've won or lost or whether he had a hat trick or didn't even get a shot on goal. He always has that tone very much the coach's son in every way.
this was good, though. This was nice. It also was nothing in the larger scope, meaning just those two points. Because what they have to do now is make it matter, meaning move it into the momentum gear. You do this once, then fly to Dallas, where they're going to be playing tonight against the Stars, who aren't quite the Avs, but they're very, very, very good. And you just let it all fall apart again. What have you done? You know, then it's just delaying the inevitable. What you have to do is realize, recognize that what worked in this game was what could have been working all along. They needed to defend. I am so, so sorry to have to repeat this on this program all the time, but it's so, 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 so right. And maybe it'll sink in with those guys after doing what they did last night where they did it. To be able to make the most out of a defense corps that's missing two-thirds of its starters, to be able to pressure uh, with all of your, your guys, your usual guys on your top six and your power plays and so forth, to get two goals from Jeff Carter? What? To get a contribution game long from the fourth line that I felt was led by Drew O'Connor? That that's a difference maker. How about to get that kind of goaltending from Tristan Jari? Talk about a difference maker. A lot of real positive things happened individually, but much more so collectively. And it will all go completely poof if they don't at least apply the same approach. You don't have to get the result. Okay, you can't control that. Sometimes the other team's just better than you. The Stars could have a better game than the Penguins tonight. That's hardly unthinkable. But it has to be the same approach that's put into it. You got to run through the same blueprint. Try to win that way. Get four points that pretty much nobody, myself included, thought that you'd be able to pull off. Come home in a couple days. Take on the Capitals on Saturday night. That's that's something that leads into, okay, now it's a playoff race. Now it's real. All right, where are the Islanders? Where are the Panthers? Let's get serious. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Edward, who says, Now, why can't they play like that consistently? That's the question. The answer is probably laziness, complacency, lack of urgency, maybe not the entire team, but certain players for sure. I don't know, Edward. I I see inconsistency. There's no way to not see inconsistency. And to kind of repeat what I was saying there at the end of the opening segment, we might see it tonight. And we might see something that makes us uh, really wonder why we ever took anything at all seriously from the game in Denver. Just like that. Just like that. But we also might not. I don't see 
laziness and complacency. I'll see it on occasional plays, okay? But I, I don't know that I look at even the Penguins' worst performers and say, wow, they're lazy. They're, they're, they gave up on this or whatever. Seen a lot of it from Carter, but not a lot from other guys. Nothing that I would put into any kind of trend. Rather, what I've seen is a roster that really doesn't make much sense. When I look at the way this top six has performed, top six forwards, I think to myself that all you'd need on your third and fourth lines is a whole bunch of energy guys. You know, guys that are just flying around, a bunch of Brandon Tanevs. You still want to pop a few goals and everything else here, but they'd be, you know, not Carter. I know today isn't the day to be picking on Carter because he's all of a sudden a hero. But he's, to me, been representative of what's wrong with those bottom six forwards. And part of the reason why the inconsistency thing has been there. The same goes for Brian Dumoulin. Same goes for some other guys, some of whom are no longer with the team. Now, you also get inconsistency in the form of goaltending. In fact, Inconsistent goaltending can lead to inconsistent everything to the extreme where you're not even sure which came first, the inconsistent goaltending or the inconsistent everything. But when a team is out there competing the way the Penguins did last night in Denver and the goaltender is right there with them, the way Tristan Jari was, and he's very much in harmony with everything else that's going on, there is a symbiosis that exists between the two. Heck, I'm not even sure which symbiosis would come first, the one where Carter would make an actual contribution to the game, never mind two of them, or the one where everyone else is flying around and Drew O'Connor's flying around right there on Carter's line. So Carter might as well do a little bit more, too. Look, if I sound like I'm unwilling to give the guy credit, I don't care. I really don't. I'm not someone who's easily influenced by the tiniest sample size just because it was the last thing that happened. And if you're wondering, by the way, about Carter's attitude or all the other stuff that I've talked about off the ice, just know that he happily granted an interview to TNT. Afterward, when he was still out in the bench area, you might have seen it on television. And then as soon as he got back to the locker room, he tried to escape the Pittsburgh reporters again until there was a bit of a chase. And he reluctantly, visibly stopped and gave a few answers, including this one when he was asked if it felt like, uh, you know, that maybe this would have been uh, something special in light of all the criticism that he's gotten. I could care less with you guys, right? I mean, to be completely honest with you, you can do whatever you want. Um, the only thing that I care about is in here, and uh, it's a big one for us. You know, I'm here to tell you that for however much criticism anyone has written or spoken about Carter in the media, it pales so, so very much to the criticism he's gotten from you and everyone else in the fan base. And it's not particularly close, but it's much easier to justify to yourself that it's just a handful of evil writers, whatever it is that he would think about Pittsburgh reporters. Like he said, couldn't care less, could not care less. Don't be fooled by what you saw. 
He didn't come around. O'Connor did. O'Connor made a lot of things happen. And then, to Carter's credit, he finished a couple of plays. Not to end this on a negative, I know this was a big result. I'm definitely not downplaying or diminishing the result. This team needed this on so many levels. But you know what it needs even more? Yeah, another one tonight. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.